welcome to Mama's Village Podcast, Arrows. You guys, I am so excited about this podcast. Psalm 127.4 says, like arrows in the hands of a mighty warrior, so are children in one's youth. We are mighty warriors, parents, and our children are arrows. They are our assignment, and our assignment is to make sure they are pointed in the right direction, the direction that God has for them. They are not ours. They are God's. And so it is so important that we're able to connect biblical principles and the Bible with everyday life. And that's what I'm going to aim to do with this podcast. Now, you're probably going to hear my children in the background, and it will be authentic, and I will make sure that I keep it real with you guys and down to earth, but I want to minister to you, encourage you today, and I just want this to be a time where you learn and you grow, you're encouraged, and you are strengthened And you can become mighty warriors that are able to point your kids and have tools to point your kids in the right direction and the way that they should go. Hello, hello, wonderful mamas. Today we are talking all about honor respect and where is the line I think so many times especially Christian parents we know that we need our kids to honor and respect us but we don't know where the line is and we don't know how much we should you know if we should like make sure it happens every single time and they're always obedient they have a happy heart every single time or you know I mean real life happens and there's different kids that you know you got you got one that is easily respects and honors you the other one it it's a little bit more of a challenge for them (laughs) they have their own opinions about every little thing and you just wonder should I be hounding them about every little thing where is the line and then there's times where they're exhausted and then there's times you know and you understand why they're having a hard time and so like is when when do we when do we offer grace? When are we um, flexible? And so I'm going to kind of talk about we're going to talk about this. It's um, a hard it's a hard line to figure out, but I think that the Bible makes it clear, and I think that God makes it clear. So let's go ahead. I'm going to pray, and then we'll jump in. Father God, we just love you. Thank you, Lord. I just speak as your oracle, Father. Father, I pray that you help me to communicate effectively with these mamas and that you just meet each and every one of them right where they are and empower them today and make them feel like um, they can do all things through you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so our main scripture today, we're going to do a little bit of Bible digging today because I think that this is just so important for us to understand, and I think it's important for us to understand biblically that there is a balance to this okay um so our main scripture is ephesians 6 4 and i love this it's in the amplified and it says fathers do not irritate and provoke your children to anger 
Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in training and discipline. And the counsel and admonition of the Lord. All right, so we are just going to like break down the scripture, you guys, because this is so good. And I feel like we have all like experienced this where we just are like, okay, I am a, I am a Christian parent. And like, for me, I just feel like there's two big things that are promoted, um, is like this military, you know, uh, parent that expects everything exactly right. His way or the highway, no matter what, in every situation, um, and then there's this gentle parent that just literally lets everything go. <laughs> and it's like, is there an in-between? And there absolutely is. And God is the in-between. God is balanced. He is, he is grace and truth. He is loving yet just. He is the lion and the lamb. He is such a balance. And I think that with our kids... It takes discernment to be like that. And it takes the Holy Spirit to be like that. It takes being close to him. And it takes knowing him to be like that with your kids. And when you can get close to him and know him, have discernment, and um, know what he's wanting you to do in different situations, this this is easy for you. Um, But I am going to kind of break down the scripture because it's so good. Like I said, this is the Amplified and the Amplified just kind of brings out each word um, in the Greek and kind of breaks it down a little bit better for us. Um, but the first part is, fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment. For me, y'all, this is um, this part of this verse is talking about pushing your kids to the point where they feel like they can't do it. They feel like they're not enough. They feel like they can never measure up to the standard that you're, that you're holding. Um, they hear so much more of you getting on to them and, and trying to teach them, you know, quote unquote things more than they do. Hey, good job on that. You know what? You listened to me right there. You remembered what I told you yesterday about that. And you, you did such a good job. Thank you. Thank you for following through. Thank you for listening. They don't hear that. They don't hear well done. They don't see you looking for the good. They, they're so pushed. And they're so, they feel like there's so much of this high standard on them that they can never achieve. That, that they're provoked to this anger and they're exasperated to this resentment towards you and this is the way they see God and when we do this when we push our kids to this unrealistic expectation maybe not perfection even maybe it's not even perfection but it's just a a, a, too high of a standard for for them and it's this um this goal that's never fully achieved it's like even if, okay, let's say they do actually listen to you with something. You don't encourage that. You just, okay, great. We got that. Let's keep going. I've done this with like teaching. Okay. Um, when I, when I was a teacher, I used to, um, 
you know, we're teaching kids to read. I was a, a kindergarten teacher, and so I would be teaching one that, you know, maybe they didn't know any letters at all, okay? Like, I did this especially with kids that I just knew were so smart, but just, like, never um, didn't have any, you know, teaching. And so, maybe they didn't know any of their letters, but I just knew that they could know them if somebody would just teach them. So, I would, you know, we would get these, you know, A, B, C down, okay? Just for example. Not really how you teach, but anyway, we get A, B, C down, and then I would be like, okay, let's push on to to DEF and they just got ABC down and I'm just going to keep on pushing them to DEF. So basically I'm not letting them vask in the glory of ABC. They just got ABC. Be excited. Let them stay there for a minute. Let them rejoice. Let them read words with ABC for a little while. Let them stay there. Let them be excited. Let them grow in that. Be proud of them for that. And don't push them to DEF yet. That's what I really believe the scripture is trying to say. Like, don't do that. Be encouraging to your kids. Look for something good. Show them that it's more about them, more about their good than it is their bad. You're focused on what they're doing good, right because you know what God is. God is, and then, and then many times this is because of the inward reflection we have about ourselves. God is looking for good in you. He's looking for the good things you're doing. He's not looking for you to do something bad. He's not looking for you to do the wrong thing. And so I think that if we can grasp that in ourselves, that we can do that with our kids too. Look for the good. Don't push them. Don't expect this high standard that they can never achieve. Know what their, keep conscious their age. Okay, these are ways that I do this. Okay, like I stay very, very conscious of their age and of what they can achieve and of what good they are doing because they need to feel more encouragement then they do correction, okay? And then that leads me to the next thing of, so we're not going to irritate them, provoke our children to anger, don't exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly. So it's saying, don't do that, but I do want you to rear them tenderly in training, in the training and discipline. Okay, so when we talk about training, We're not talking about military training if it's tender, right? You're rearing them up tenderly. And so when I think about tenderly, I think about being gentle with my words, not being harsh, not calling them, you know, names. And you know, you're like, oh, I would never call my child a name, but have you called them naughty? Have you told them they're being bad? That's calling them names. Like, we're not doing that. We are calling, we are, we are training them tenderly. So we're talking nice and calm and with control. We're not going off on them. We're calmly and tenderly training them. Okay? Now, of course, there's balance to everything. That's not to say that you can't ever be strict and, you know, serious and 
with your kids. I mean, of course, sometimes you have to speak sternly, but it can still be controlled. And that's tender. Okay, when, when you know that your child is, you know, let's say they are exhausted and they haven't eaten anything and they need to eat. And I mean, this is like classic, right? They need to eat, they're tired, and they're throwing a fit. But they're five years old. Okay, they're five, so they don't need to be throwing a fit. Maybe that was okay when they were two, but now, you know, we need to expect a little bit more of them. Tenderly correcting them is, honey, I understand that you're tired, but even when we're tired, God tells us that we have to choose joy. He tells us to honor our father and mother, and that's not what you're doing right now. So we're going to eat. We're going to eat in just a few minutes. But right now, I need you to choose joy. I need you to choose to honor your mom, your mommy and daddy. And I need you to have a good attitude. And this, this right here, you throwing a fit, is absolutely unacceptable. And if you continue to do that, we're going to the car and I have to spank you. So we need to stop. We need you to turn this around. So it's not like you're taking discipline out of it completely. You're, you're staying with the discipline, but you're doing it in a tender, controlled way. And it's just presenting them with, hey, this is what you're doing. I, I get it. I, I'm not happy either sometimes when I'm, you know, when I'm tired and hungry. But even when I'm tired and hungry, God expects me to act right. <laughs> so I have to expect that of you. And, you know, so you're understanding it. But also, this is your consequence if you keep doing it. So that's kind of like a good balance. Like, let's be tender in our training and our discipline. Okay? And so you're, you're training them. You're disciplining them. You're making sure that it's all done in a tender and controlled manner. Understanding where they're at. Empathize with your child. You should empathize with them. Put yourself in their shoes. Because if you can do that for them, they'll do that for you. Help them to know that, like, hey, mom, mom understands. Like, I get it. I get where you're at. Or, like, if someone hurts their feelings and they hit them or yell at them or something. Hey, I get it. That would hurt my feelings, too. I'd want to hit them, too, if I did that. You know, if they did that to me. I get it. But it's not acceptable. And we can't do that. And this is what the alternative is. You know, like, this is what God tells us. And, and pointing them to Jesus and training them. It's, it's a completely different approach. You're not yelling at them. You're not telling them how terrible they are for doing what they did. You're loving them. And, and you're the lion. It, you know, just like Jesus is the lion and the lamb, you're being that for them so that they can see, like, this is what Jesus is. He's loving, yet he's truthful and just. He is, he is the lion and the lamb. He, he's going to make sure that justice is served, but he's also going to love you through it. And he's going to speak truth, but in a loving way. And it's never, not both. It's never all truth. It's never all love. It's both. You can't be passive about things either. You can't just be like, oh, they're tired. It's fine. Of course, age appropriate in, in mind, you know. I mean, hey, you got a you got a ten month old crying baby that's exhausted. Put them to bed, like get them away and put them to bed, or do whatever you have to do. Like you can't sit there and, you know, 
<laughs> talk to a ten month old about scripture. Um, and so there's there's balances to all of this, but that's what the Bible's talking about. Like you gotta be a person with your kids. They have to know that you're a person. You can't just be this like thing that just yells at them about everything they do and never understands anything. Be relatable. Be um be a friend. Like that's okay. It's okay to be like, listen, I've done this before too. Like I've told, I told my kids the other day, like, Hey, I had to correct myself too. I was mean to your dad. I was real mean. And I had to correct myself too. And I get it. We're all, we're, we're all learning and we're all growing, but you can't act like this. And I have to make sure you don't act like this because I'm your mom and that's my job. God gave me the job. So that's, I mean, you know, it's okay to like level with your kids. And I think it's important. I think that they need to know, like, you're a person too. You're a human too. You make mistakes too. You understand. You have emotions. I think it's important to let them know, like, I have emotions too. I get it. And so doing that and then um, in the council and admission, <laughs> sorry, I'll talk one day, um, of the Lord. So you're doing this in and the council. So you're tenderly training in the training and discipline and counsel and admonition of the Lord. So you're counseling them through things. Like sometimes this requires counsel. And so I think that many times we're not slowed, we don't slow down enough to understand when this is a counseling moment. So number one, we're not going to push our kids and irritate them and provoke them. Like, let's not, let's not push them to a standard that they can never achieve. And they're always doing something wrong and they never do anything right. You have to look at the good. And this is especially hard with those ones that you do feel like are always pushing those boundaries. But I'm telling you, it'll change. It'll change them if you can look at the good and do more complimenting than correcting. Um, and then rearing them tenderly being understanding, being that love and truth balance and in the discipline and the counsel and admonition of the Lord. So it's the counsel. So sometimes we got to stop and, and take the time, take those five or 10 minutes to counsel them. I don't mean sit there and ream them for what they did. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about you're counseling them like a friend. Sometimes there's a deeper issue going on with your kids and you have to stop and talk to them about it like you would a friend, not in a condemning, mean way. Like we were trying, my, or my, my five-year-old sometimes, she has a hard time um, because she's, right now, she's the youngest. She won't be here shortly, but um, she is the youngest and she's also she she hangs out with a lot of older kids like her cousins are older and so she's just you know I, I feel like a lot of times she just gets she she's the one that's getting uh corrected a lot like by the older ones like especially like in games that they're playing and things like that like no you're not supposed to do it like that do it like this no that's not what I said no do it like this do it like that you know and so she gets annoyed and she becomes like uncoachable and she doesn't she gets real stubborn doesn't want anybody to tell her how to do anything and she'll just like 
push to the point where she is wanting to do it by herself and she'll do something for 30 minutes that she can't do by herself and we'll be sitting there saying we can help you we can help you and she doesn't want anybody to help her and then she's just so frustrated and starts to throw things (laughs) so it just gets sometimes it gets really bad so my husband and I were like we've got to talk to her about this like outside of when it's actually happening and so that is kind of where counsel came in where they're like okay this is happening over and over and over again and it's really affecting her life and so we need to talk to her outside of it actually happening and counsel her a little bit and I think that's the best time to counsel guys is when emotions aren't there when it's not actually happening it's just kind of you know in a setting where they're not being corrected at the time. It, it's just a normal, normal time. So the next morning after she had kind of had a day of this, my husband and I were like, listen, we've got to talk to you about this. Like the way that you are acting with us and not letting us talk to you and coach you through certain things, like you need to be coachable and teachable. And so we talked about being coachable and teachable. And we talked to her for about five to 10 minutes. And she did say, she's like, I don't want to talk about this. And we're like, honey, we have to talk to you about this. This is a big deal. And we talked to her about how important it is to be teachable and coachable and how that's, you know, going to be something she's always going to have to do in life is be open to people explaining things to her and helping her with things and teaching her how to do something. And that we get that she is the youngest and that she's being talked to a lot about things and she's being corrected a lot and that we understand that and that, um, you know, what she can do when that's happening. But also on the other hand, when we're trying to teach her how to play something and we're trying to play a game and she's not playing it right, then it needs to be okay for us to correct her. Like I was trying to teach her how to play the piano we were trying to teach her how to play twinkle twinkle little star and I mean she would not let me correct her kept pushing my hands away and you know so in those situations like you don't know how to play piano you need to let somebody teach you so we counseled her through that and it's actually become a lot better since we took that time to pull her aside and counsel her and and we brought out scriptures of being teachable and coachable and you know just kind of helped work through that Um, in more of a counseling way. And I think that that's, you know, that's what the scripture is talking about is just taking that time. And when you do have a situation where you have a child that is um, struggling in one area and it's happening over and over and over, pull them aside, talk to them and counsel them in the Lord. Okay. So you want to make sure that when you do counsel them, that it's all leading back to scripture. It's all leading back to the Lord and to what he has to say about it. So that when you're not there, that they have that to lean on when you're not there. Um, so anyway, we're, so we're, um, I'll go over this real quick and then I'm going to close this out. Um, but it says, first of all, we're not going to irritate our children to anger. So that's number one is just making sure that we're not pushing our kids, making sure that we're bringing out the good in our kids and not just talking and getting onto them all the time. And that um, we are tenderly training them. So just meaning that we are um, having that balance of truth and love. And not just getting on to them in, in this way that they, you know, 
that they feel like we're not being understanding with them and that they feel like we never understand anything, but that we are being a human for them. And then number three, just making sure that we counsel our kids and we take that time. Whenever there is an issue that is keeps arising, we can pull them aside outside of that situation, bring out some scriptures and talk to them about what God has to say. So I hope that helped you guys. Um, and we're going to go ahead and close this out. Um, Father God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you, Lord, for each and every one of these moms. And I just pray, Lord, that um, that you have just spoken to them through this podcast, that this, um, that where I and my humanness, um, lack that you pick up those pieces, Father. And we just thank you so much, Lord, that you just empower these mamas to do what they need to do today. And, um, that they just feel so much strength from you, Father God, and today and every day, and that they can lean and rely on you and everything that they do, that in their weakness, you are so strong, Father. And thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, awesome mamas. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, there are several ways that you can do that. You can. The number one way to connect with me is through my website, mamasvillage.org. And you can sign up for a free workshop on mamasvillage.org. And it kind of gets you started. It will get you subscribed to my email so that you can get updates and just kind of know what's going on. I am working on more and more resources all the time. And so right now, what you can do is you can sign up, just put your email in and that will subscribe you to my email list. And that will just give you a free workshop. So it's a free three-day workshop that gives you biblical principles to help with clarity on how to raise our children biblically. It will give you so much peace to know where to start to discipline your children in a biblical, peaceful, loving way. You can also connect with me on Mama's Village at Facebook. I have a group and a business page. You can connect through both of those. And also um, at Village Mamas on Instagram. Would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this podcast at all, if you could leave a review and just tell me what you liked about it. That will help me so much to pinpoint what you guys are wanting and liking. And also it will let other people know about the podcast and get the word out about the podcast. So if that is something that you can take the time to do, that would be absolutely amazing. I hope you all have a very blessed rest of the week and we will catch you on the next episode.